So what I'm going to get into in today's video has had the single biggest impact on my income in my entire real estate career. And so I want to first tee this up by talking about the two different phases that we go through as real estate agents that cause two different major, major problems. One is when we start that most of us have a lot of time and we have no money. And as a result of that means we're trading time for money. We're trading time for dollars. That's how most of us start in the real estate business. We don't have a lot of money. The goal is to get a lot of money. But as uh, a result of that, or the opposite of that is most of us have a lot of time on our hands because we don't have a lot of clients because otherwise we'd have a lot of money. So that's one issue. That's how most of us start our careers in real estate sales. Makes sense. That's how we start with anything. But then if people do the right things, hopefully with their time that they have a lot of at the beginning of their, uh, uh, of their career, they use that time wisely. They trade that time for a big income. That's the whole idea. We spend a lot of the time that we have doing dollar productive activities, which you talk a lot about on this channel. And as a result, we exchange that time for tons and tons of money, right? I mean, that's why we're doing this. Otherwise, you can do a lot of other things in life besides be a real estate agent and make more, more money if you're not going to put the time into this career. Because here's the reality. Real estate is the lowest paying career for those people that don't work. But it's the highest paying career for those that put in the work, right? That's why you're here. We can make more than doctors, than lawyers, than engineers. We can make more than all of those people. We could be in the top 1% income earners in our city if we do the work. And so for those that do, although it's a small percentage, those that do run into the second biggest problem. And the second biggest problem is now we have a lot of money and we have no time. And that's where this conversation comes into play. For those of us that get to that point, we quickly, what can happen is we start to then resent the business because it's like, well, what am I really doing this for? In the beginning, the problem was I had no money. So I worked my rear end off. And anybody that's succeeding in this business understands to the extent you must sacrifice to make this business work. I mean, in the beginning, you're going to work seven days a week, probably for the first couple of years, crazy hours. You know, you know that. I don't have to tell you that. You're going to get going at eight in the morning, well, way earlier than eight in the morning. You're going to start working at eight in the morning and you probably won't get home until eight, nine at night. We call it touching the eights. And so the goal is to have that type of time sacrifice result in a big income. And that's the trade-off. But once you get to that point, and we're talking about those that are making 
two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. In some rare cases, netting over a million dollars in taxable income. Now the problem we're faced with is we've got a lot of money and we've got no time. I'm starting to resent the business. My spouse hates me. My kids hate me because I have no time. All I do is work because I wanted a lot of money. Well, the utopia of this situation, the ultimate end goal, I think, of anybody in this business, to be fair, is to have a lot of both. Have a lot of income and had a and have a lot of time. And for me, I mean that's that makes sense. And for some of you, you'll say, "Yep, that that sounds great. Show me the way. Let's go." So, that's what this video is about. Is how do we create how do we get past both of those major problems where we don't have a lot of time and we've got a lot of money? How do I scale that? Well, what's next for me? And the answer is hiring an executive assistant. Now, before you say, okay, I'm out. That's that's the answer, dude. Just stick with me. The way I'm gonna, the way I'm going to outline this, I'm gonna have you think about this, I hope, in a way that you've never thought about. So before you 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 start to judge and you start to say, man, I just waited, I don't know, uh six minutes to hear you say hire an assistant. I get it. If you're mad, just stick with me for another six minutes, and I bet you you're you you are happy that you you hung in there with me. And well, yeah, let's so let's let's just get into it. All right. So here's the deal. I was I was having a conversation with an agent that I'm coaching. He made three hundred and thirty thousand dollars in 2022. If you're watching this, you know who I'm talking about. And we were having a conversation, and we're in. He's like, well, should I, what should I do next to grow my business? Should I start doing YouTube videos? Should I start doing a newsletter? Uh, should I start doing direct mail? Should I hire an ISA? All the while, he has this outsourced assistant. And I said, well, wait a minute. Before you do any of that stuff, we have to, we have to manufacture more time. In other words, he's making $330,000 stressed to the max. And this answer was so obvious in front of him. But here's what I wrote in my notes to this video. When most of us think about hiring an assistant, this is the truth. I went through this too. We fall back into this old scarcity mindset. Like I'm going to try to go the cheap route. I'm going to try to outsource my assistant. Here's the problem with that is when we think about the implications of outsourcing an assistant, that leaves us with a bunch of things on our plate that we still have to do. So on one hand, you're saying, okay, let me go the cheap route and hire this assistant from the Philippines for five bucks an hour and have them do some tasks. Well, you're still left doing all kinds of of tasks that you wouldn't have to do if you hired a true executive assistant that's in person. And this is what I, I walked him through. So he made 330000 He's a full-time real estate agent, and he works at, uh, an average of 240 working days per year on average of 10 hours a day. So 
That's 2,400 hours that he's working. If we divide his 330,000, let's go 330, divided by his 2,400 hours, that brings his hourly wage to $137.50 per hour that he is working. That time that he's putting in results in 330,000 back in income. And so here's what I told him. I said, okay, well, who's putting in your listings? Who's doing administrative tasks outside of some of the things you've got this person from the Philippines doing? He was he's still doing those. And I said, okay, would you pay somebody $137 an hour to input listings, coordinate photos, write listing descriptions, send out emails? No, 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 no. Of course is the answer. But yet here he was doing these things. And so on one hand, you got an agent saying, well, I want to go and be cheap and outsource my assistant all the while paying $137 an hour for tasks he could get done with $20 an hour. And I said, and he said, wow, I never looked at it that way. And I said, exactly. No agents look at it that way at first. And, and if you start to think about it, this is the next thing I told him. I said, okay, you're working your rear end off right now in exchange for $330,000. you have got a couple options here. This is what I posed to him and that I'll have you think about in this video too. It's one thing to make a huge income and not have any time or free time and be stressed to the max. What if what if you can make the same amount of money, 330,000 and you work half as much or you have a lot less on your plate. In other words, what if by hiring this assistant, we'll, we'll say you can get a great assistant between forty-five and fifty thousand dollars a year. All right, and so we'll say they work uh, forty hours a week for forty-eight hours or forty-eight weeks, so it's nineteen hundred hours times we'll call it twenty-five bucks. All right, so it's forty-eight thousand dollars salary. Fine, you pay somebody twenty-five dollars an hour, and as a result of that happening, he's prospecting for about two and a half, three hours per day. But because what I recommend is you hire a licensed assistant to handle everything besides lead generation, lead follow-up, and going on listing appointments. In other words, if you had a licensed assistant, you had the licensed assistant take care of organizing your database, communicating with that database, which includes sending out your weekly email, sending out all of your birthday cards, sending out your monthly mailers, handling client events, inputting listings, handling offer negotiations, handling all of inquiring uh, in, uh, incoming inquiries on your listings, negotiating with other agents, presenting offers to sellers, Negotiating inspections, negotiating all those repairs, going back and forth with the addendums, negotiating appraisals, updating the seller on a weekly basis, 
You stayed out of all of that. How much more time would you have to do things that actually generated revenue? You'd have a lot more time. And that's the point. The point is you've got now a choice. With all of this new time that you or this agent is spending doing all these other tasks that right now are costing him $137 an hour, he could get done for $25. So I'm like, be cheap. Stop paying $137 an hour for a task that should only cost you $20 or $25. You're just doing it the wrong way. Because if you're doing the work of an executive assistant, you are the assistant. Now, that's a cute little cliche saying that you've heard a thousand different times, but it is true, no? It is true that if you're doing these tasks that somebody would gladly do for $25 an hour and that you're doing for $150 an hour, that you then become the executive assistant. So it makes more sense to outsource those. Now, with the newfound time, two things can occur. Two things can occur. You get to decide, okay, well, if I made 330000 this year and I'm doing that, and in his case, he's spending three hours a day in lead generation, lead conversion. If he was able to spend now five hours a day, six hours a day, is it reasonable that he potentially could do what, 20, 30, 40, 50% more business? Could he double his business? Maybe. Could he bring in 500,000, pay the assistant 50 of that, and now he's making 450, working less than he was working when he was making 330,000? Or the other decision is he can continue to make what he's been making before, and have way less stress and buy back his time with the money that he's earned by working his butt off. It makes no sense to work your butt off to have the money because that's why we're doing this is to get the time freedom, have the money, and not use the money to invest in getting more time back. And so now you're left with this this blessing and this curse where you've got all this money coming in, you're making this all kinds of money, but you're stressed to the max, you're overweight, you don't work out, you don't spend any time doing the things that you find valuable, that you love, because all you do is work to make the money. You can have both. And in my experience, that is exactly what's happened. If you can hire, it's it's the best investment you can make in your business is into a phenomenal executive assistant. And here's the best part. If that worries you about investing $50,000 into somebody, you're not on the line for $50,000. You're on the line. If you paid someone 25 bucks an hour and you paid them every other week, what are you really risking? $2,000 at a time. Because if that person doesn't perform, or if that person isn't the right person, or if that person doesn't instantly make your life better, you don't have to keep paying them, do you? Of course not. We hire slow, fire fast, right? And so you're not on the hook for $50,000. you are on the hook for $2,000 at a time, or $4,000 at a time, right? You hire somebody on a 30-day trial. Hey, let's see if this works. 
you might not like me and I might not like you. Rather than committing to each other for a year and a half, why don't we just try it for 30 days? And if it goes well, then we do it for another 30 days. And if that goes well, we can do it for another 30 days. And hopefully you make a hire that that person stays with you for your entire career. And that changes your life. And you get to the point where that person hires an assistant. And you just keep using the money that you're making to buy back the time freedom while keeping your income high. So that ultimate utopia one day, this is, I mean, this isn't like new, you know, I didn't make this model up. I mean, this is what every other profession does except for us in real estate. We're the ones that take so long to, to pick up on this. I mean, look at the, look at, look at a physician, look at a surgeon. He or she gets to decide how many surgeries they're going to do when their business is fully, fully scaled out. But they're not in the business, you know, changing the toilet paper, making coffee, changing the light bulbs, checking people in, taking their temperature. They're not doing any of that stuff, right? They walk in, they do the surgery, and then they're gone. You can have a business like that in real estate. You don't have to have the team where you got 47 people that are that are on your nipple, where you got to buy them leads and all that. There's a different way to build a sales team. And that is where you have a you're surrounded by nurse practitioners and nursing assistants that are doing every bit of the business probably better than you. And that's what happened to me. Once you start to really succeed in this business, your client service will take a hit. And so if you have an executive assistant who is staying on top of your client service, your business goes up, you get more referrals, you could sleep better at night. Things start to happen better. And you could start to build a business where all you do is come in. You can get to the point where you can even leverage out. And we'll talk about this later. You can leverage out a prospecting where all you do is go see the client in person, present, get a contract sign, come back, give that to your assistant. And that is what you do. You, that is possible. But certainly it is very feasible to build a business where all you do is prospect. You follow up with the leads that you generate during that prospecting time. You present to those people that you're talking to and your executive assistant is doing everything else because they're a licensed assistant and they've got their own log into the MLS. And that is a true leverage point in your business and so I want you to consider some of the things that we talked about today. Instead of saying, how do I leverage by paying the least? Because price is what you pay and value is what you get.